Hey, what's up? That's, yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Hello, uh, Khalil. Okay. Yeah, what's up? Uh, right now, it's evening Sunday. Like, it's around 6.23. And it will be around 6 a.m. there in America. I woke up not too long ago, like, oh, like two hours ago. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> so, you can you can explain to me like what kind of topic that you want to discuss, or maybe some things that you want to know exactly. You oh, mentioned yeah. you want to say something about your what happened. You experienced something, maybe. Oh, the dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to I want to ease into that at some point. But the the gist of what I do, I did make a list of some topics that we could talk about. Nice. It's a little bit more organized than it was last time. <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, I really wanted to dive into what you were able to come across and learn about around shadow work. Mm -hmm. uh, shadow work, a little bit more about possession, um, portals, spiritual portals. Mm -hmm. um, and that would kind of like tiptoe us into the dream that I was talking about with you before because um, it kind of touches on that. A lot, to be honest. But it was it recent, right? It, it was yeah. it recent. Oh, it okay. was fairly. It was fairly recent, and um, to be honest, we, we can talk about it now. So, like I told you before, yeah, I had stopped smoking about going on three months, three months ago, and I'll be mm. completely transparent. It was I've been smoking. Marijuana. That that was the only drug I ever actually take. Took. Yeah, I understand. I, I I have been smoking pretty consistently since I was about I want to say 16, 17. Yeah. I'm twenty five now. I'll be twenty six. Eleven, eleven. Yeah, uh, around ten or nine. Mm -hmm. Ten years. Yeah. So. When I and I had a, I would, I would occasionally like take breaks here and there from it, but at this point in my life, I would never smoke again. Like, I would never smoke anything. I would never smoke nicotine. I would never smoke marijuana. And I probably would just stay away from smokable herbs altogether. Um, you encounter so, sort of like transformations. Like aware yeah. of something. Yeah. I really do feel like and especially with that, what it also does is from overuse, um, it definitely does block a lot of receptors in the brain. Um, especially when it comes to dreams. I noticed mm -hmm. a weird correlation as to when I would, you know, smoke a lot, mm -hmm. I would tend to not dream at all. And at a certain point of REM sleep, I would just skip certain stages. 
Um, my hypothesis with that was that a lot of the creativity and a lot of the focus, you know, that we actually yeah. get during that stage of sleep was spent up. That energy was used up while I was consciously awake under the influence of the THC. So mm. that was just my thought on that. And when I had stopped, back to that dream I had. <sighs> so that yes. night before I went to sleep, yeah. emotionally, I felt really good. I felt really good about where I was in life. I felt really good about a lot of things I was doing. And I don't know if you're familiar with this movie. This is some it's so this is this American movie. Um it was basically about it was kind of animated. It was it was the movie was partially animated and then the other half of it was actual live. Um oh. it was actual live movie. It was I'll about, played by certain celebrities, but it's been animated somehow. Yes, yes, yes. And I think it was called Osmosis Jones. It Osmosis was. Jones. Yeah, so basically the plot was about a white blood cell living inside of this man. And like I said, it was animated. So mm. it was kind of like they the movie was partially about the man's microcosm so like his cells his white blood cells mm. the white blood cell was a cop in the movie like he literally was a cop he was a cop and he was in the police force and at some point in the movie the man the actual man had gotten sick mm. and i think he took some type of medication it was like a pill or there was tylenol or something he took it and the pill, once it got inside of the man's system, it was animated, and the pill was voiced by an actor as well. And he was a cop, too. So the the movie basically was about, you know, these two cops fighting off this virus inside of this man as he recovered from his sickness. And, you know, it kind of went... It was really funny at some points, but it it really played a big role I feel on the dream because it almost was a spinoff to that but like I was saying before whatever entity that it was that was shadowing me in the dream it wasn't negative and it wasn't something that you know I feared it didn't evoke any type of emotion like that it was just a presence and almost like a chaperone because to an extent I had never really explored my inner being to that depth so it really just felt like a ride along um, of me just exploring like I was saying different parts of my body so I want to say we started from like the upper echelon, like being like my head, my brain. And like there was a, every area of my body was like a unique civilization. So 
almost the the best thing I could really compare it to would be like the upper echelon of my body being like my head, neck, seventh, or I could kind of cor- correlate it to my chakra. So like the seventh chakra, the sixth chakra, that area of my body would be like Asia in regards to like just the complete different culture and ethnicities in that area. And then when I move down towards the fifth, the fourth, a little bit lower in my body, it, it, it kind of was like South America or 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 Africa, just the, the cells and the organisms like in that area of my body. And it was very, very, very in-depth. Like it was very like like it has its own right there. Region. Yeah, it's unique. Exactly. Every, exactly. So you were dreaming about this, like you were really feeling it while you were in that dream state, while you encountering the shadow side of yourself that you mentioned. Right? Yes. So yeah, and it didn't speak much. Like there wasn't really there was communication between the two of us, but mm-hmm. it wasn't verbal. It was almost psychic to an extent, which makes me feel like it was myself because there's nobody else that I would be able to have that type of connection with to know what they're thinking in real time and know where we're about to go or who we're about to see in those specific moments. It's very very intimate. Very. We were in this vehicle. I don't want to say it. It kind of reminded me of like this tic-tac. Like it was just like this white orb that we were in. So whenever we would visit a different portion of my body, mm. and I and I knew we were in my body because it wasn't like a normal city. It wasn't a normal these weren't normal cities or places that I would see like outside of myself consciously. They were kind of yeah. like a reflection of them. Like uh, they were weird spinoffs of like actual cities, like Hong Kong, New York, oh, Saudi Arabia, like these big, big cities that we would see outside of yeah. ourselves. They were like miniature like, versions. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's it's your own organ <sighs> systems, or it yes. was exactly a different? A city like, from other dimensions or other planets, maybe, or still related like, to its organs. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like a combination of both of what you just said. Um, the reason why it will remind me of oh. a civilization. Sorry, so, my dog. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Okay. Okay. Continue. It kind of reminded me of a civilization. Yeah. Outside of myself, but at the same time, being that I knew exactly where I was, I felt so at home with where I was. I didn't feel like a foreigner, if that makes sense. Like, I felt very comfortable where I was. Like, I knew exactly where I was. Like, I had been there my whole life. But I'd never seen this type of scenery before. Oh. 
to that experience. Do you, feel, do you feel familiar or you just feel at home? Because this is related to the Tonghua somehow. Like, I don't know, like maybe you're, you're longing for something, like you were from another place, another dimension, that you were, like, you were remembering your own self in that dimension. And it's, it is as if you're reconnecting to your own, uh, the core source of where you were from. So it's like, maybe you feel like you were, you were being divided, but in, that, in this dream, it's like every cells of your body, every cells of your awareness somehow it's being connected to one, maybe. I don't know. It's, but this is your dream. So, yeah, please do keep explaining like the precise feeling that you have related to this dream because it's subjective based on your okay. experience. Absolutely. I, I do like what you said, though, because it does it does make a lot of sense once you put it in that light as far as the alternate dimension, which is another reason why I wanted to touch on shadow work and our shadow selves, because from some research I have been doing, after having that dream, what I realized and what I came across was that our shadow self is displayed to us consciously and to other people may come across as like, you know, being um, resting, bitch face, um, just like an angry presence, you know? Yeah. But yeah. consciously, yeah, but consciously, that's just how it's expressed to other people Not in 3D. But but that same that same energetic frequency it, it stems from an, a parallel universe from what I read. Um I, I wish I knew the exact quote and who exactly said it, but mm-hmm. it was it was pretty uh new. And basically what, what he was what he was going on to say was that actually let me see, let me pull it up. Let me read to you yeah. the exact quote. Because it was yeah. I posted it on my page. It was pretty cool. All right, so it says it was um, it was by Phil Mullen. Actually, you posted it from um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you reposted it. You reposted it from Comfort, uh, this Instagram account at Comfort underscore UK. Uh, by Comfort. The shadow self is in content. It is a vessel for all that is reputed from the main personality. In appearance, it may take the form of something angry. And as an energetic structure, it exists in a reversed parallel dimension. So that really hit home for me, especially regarding the dream. I give off consciously and that I know I give off consciously the entity in that dream, I felt like was a reflection of that. Me, it was completely opposite. Description. It was very, I was very at peace around it. I was very comfortable. 
which it was another reason why I feel like it was myself, and I, I don't feel like it was another entity or another spirit other than myself. Just a reflection of me. Um, uh, oh, okay. Pardon me before maybe it was my connection. Somehow it's, it was disconnected. Okay, I was, I was, I was trying to ask. I want to ask you something. So you were dreaming about this, like shadow side of you. You were somehow like psychically communicating with each other in this different dimension or different town, very different, very distinct from our real cities, our real town, our real countries. But what exactly that I want to know was that what kind of conversation or discussion that you were having with yourself in that dream? Hmm, that's a very good question. And I can't say that, I can't really say that we were having a conversation in the sense that me and you are having a conversation right now. What it what it was was more of a it was very, very, very visually based. It was very, oh. very visual. Everything that was being expressed and communicated was very, very visual and sensational. So that's why what did you feel? What did you uh, realize? What did you sense? Yes. Maybe it's related about your life, your awareness of things. What, what exactly? That mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can touch on that. Um, so from thinking back on it and reflecting on it as much as I had been, the main thing that I realized was that, like I said, everything was very, very sensational. So the things, the communities, the organisms and the cells that I was seeing, the structures and the the different cities cities being in the sense when i say cities they they're more of like the structures of the organelles and the organ systems and the organisms in each part of my body so with that being said come on jump with that being said um what i was seeing and what i was witnessing and i'm sorry can you hear me okay I can hear you very well. It's okay. Okay. So what it I was sounds saying, Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm outside. I, I had to go to the bathroom, and then I had to take my dogs to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear but, the bird singing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so with that... Let's, let's with continue. The, with the things that I was seeing... And the structures and the, the different organelles I was meeting alongside with said self, it was basically a communication along the lines of, look, Kylo, this, these, this is, these are your people. This is, this is your civilization. These are yours. And no one is going to take care of them better than you are. No one knows what's best for them better than you. No one knows. No one knows how to rule this better than you. So it felt like that self 
was reminding me that it's okay to take advice from, you know, extraterrestrials, in a sense, extraterrestrials being any and everything outside of myself. It's okay to take advice, but nobody knows better than me. And I, exactly. I feel like I feel like that was the core mm-hmm. of the conversation that was being had. That was the core of everything that was trying to be expressed to me. And like I said, with not smoking and taking so much better care of myself and my body, as opposed to a lot of the people around me, mentally, spiritually, and physically, it, it kind of opened a portal what to allow me to have that. Well, the portal that I was just saying um, to to have that type of um, well, to be aware of that type of to be aware of that type of energy and that microcosm going on inside of me because it it, it almost felt like a parallel universe happening and experiencing situations and events hmm. alongside us in our waking life like yeah. they they really had like it really was and I say it like it's not inside of me but <laughs> it really like was it, it was like a completely different universe but everything and- was happening everything was happening simultaneously and everything was happening as a cause and effect to what I was doing while I was awake. Mm. You know what I mean? So different type of cataclysms or different type of events of like peace. It all was just a correlation. Mm -hmm. Uh, This this kind of thing, like uh, dream analysis or we're trying to understand or, or uncover what exactly the dream meant it will be uh, it's up to the person who dreamt that dream it's not it won't be other person who will interpret for you but it will be like a self dream analysis you know this is symbolic uh, like how that psychology psychologist who kept analyzing his own dream to symbolism that has certain meanings to it. And I don't know, um, this, but this type of dream that you mentioned, maybe it is deeply more complex than how I, how, how I could understand. But from what I could understand, it reminds me of of one of my quote uh, before talking about the inner citadel. So it's like the inner kingdom within you. You are your own king. Rules over your own kingdom. You're the emperor who takes control over all the cities and all the system inside the kingdom. It's like you're controlling your own psyche, all the system in your 
awareness and your consciousness and your unconscious, you're maintaining in control, even in shadow. So based in psychology, shadow could represent something that you fear, that you don't want to acknowledge that is part of, of who you are, but you don't uh, feel uh, like you could easier easily to that shadow side that shadow could mean something like a potential within you that you haven't acknowledged or you haven't fully recognized and fully identified so for example you could see someone like some uh, like a, a figure a strong figure that you see oh this type of person is very admiring and I want to apply his, his thought patterns, his perspective, his philosophy into mine as, like, as part of me because it's a, it's a good thing. This is, this is a, a good example of positive shadow. So what you see in other people or what you see in another person that you find good, it's like your own shadow your own positive shadow that you outside into certain figures, certain individuals. But so what you meant in regards to your dream, maybe you have this, uh, after you have stopped consuming marijuana or maybe you encounter this uh, state of transformation where you're going back to reconnecting some parts of you again that you probably have long been avoiding, maybe. That sounds very, very accurate. It, it feels like I hit a baseline or I'm recentering myself to that baseline after mm-hmm. having stopped consuming as much, or after really just stopping cold turkey. Um, consuming. Oh, do you think? Do you think? Uh, regardless of our zodiac signs being a Scorpio, but I do understand being a Scorpio, we are always constantly transforming, specifically after we encounter why. Or maybe it's quite that affecting our emotions or feelings that it it's like a catalyst for us to change ourselves. So it's like you're surgic, surgically operating your own subconscious, your whole. After you were being hurt, you were being like encountering something painful in a way, maybe. Do you feel like it starts from there? Yes, I definitely do feel like, yes, I definitely, definitely feel like that has, that def- for me played a very significant role in acting as a catalyst for my transformation and just the desire to change and the desire to never want to go through anything like that again. Mm. It's intense. 
They're very, very intense. And I feel also that multiple factors played into it. So that being the traumatizing situation that I went through, yeah. uh, and the about you know it. Hey. 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 So, nah, you're good. I was just skimming through the link that you sent me on the yeah. Inner Citadel. I will. I will try to share yeah. you as well my previous post. It was long time ago, like one year ago, I guess. It's related to Marcus Aurelius. It's Stoic philosophy, but yeah, it's it's it related to how you you the only person who can control your own self, even though you cannot control the external things. You can only control what's within you, so your inner citadel. So it's related to something uh, that uh, the inner dragon, like Carl Gustav Jung, often mentioned this internal dragon that if you are, if you win over your own inner dragon, you are much more centered. You are much more whole as a person. You can, you can defeat. Just like Hercules defeat the, uh, how do you call this? It's not the dragon. Chimera? Chimera? Chimeras? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. the triple-headed dragons. If you only uh, keep trying to bash and like kill all of the heads, but not the whole body of the dragon, you only creating a lot more shadows, a lot more dragons, the heads of the dragons. It's like the head of the dragon itself is like an instinct that you cannot control. It's like primitive instinct within you. For example, you have succeed to stop using drugs, for example. You have succeed to stop smoking, but that head of the dragon is still popping out and it controls you, controls your spine so it's like the spine is representing the like the, the dragon it's 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 controlling your mind controlling your awareness you cannot control your own instinct the instinct controls over you and that will be very hard for everyone so that's what carl gustav Jung meant if you could do shadow work you face your own fear you face your own self that is scary, that you need to acknowledge, that you need to embrace, just like Jordan Peterson said, be an absolute monster, be a total monster, and then you can con and then control that, embrace that monster and then control it. That's how it is uh, in terms of shadow work process. Yeah, it's like you have to accept the other side of you that you never acknowledge. Yeah, I, I, I totally did that. And I feel like that's really been a lot that I've been striving to work towards, especially as of lately, especially beginning when, when I stopped smoking and before that too. But I feel like the, the biggest push in the right direction was 
the combination of those variables that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, so, I mean, obviously, in a lot of ways I've been using, a lot of different things I've been using to channel that aggression and to help control that monster, that dragon. I've been doing it in a lot of different ways. It's been really healthy and really helpful. Um, be that working doing, out. Yeah, you're doing awesome. That's that's discipline like that. And consistency. Like I realized, like the key thing is consistency to the point where now it's like a lot of the stuff that I do now is just second nature to me like I don't even have to think about it I don't have to like think about working out I just get up and do it I don't have to think about like hitting the bag or boxing or doing jujitsu or studying jujitsu running with my dogs taking my dogs to the park it's already part of your habit right now yeah it's just all Mm-hmm. It, it reminded me of one post that you had posted about crystallization too. Um, just getting it sunken into the point where I'm able to extrapolate something from it. It's like pulling the sword out of the rock almost. Um, yeah. Or with yeah, my yeah. soul. So I definitely, definitely, definitely know what you mean. Yeah, well, I, yeah, it's understandable that both of us are Tolkostelliums. What we feel when we are alone, it's much deeper. Sometimes we cannot fully explain it into exact words, precise, uh, well, at least that's for me, because there's some, there, there's a lot of things that's connected to everything that we are talking about right now that I could sense it. I could sense everything and I want to discuss it with I cannot speak it one by like the whole of it. We need to discuss it one by one. But pardon me if I am not fully well versed and trying to explain. But you already get it. So yeah, yeah. it's it's deep. Mention like it's like pulling out the sword from the rock to say. Well, I don't know from which folklore or which story that came from, I forgot. But it's it's always a constant soul journey that you keep transforming yourself. You keep defeating your own self. And you you know, you are a Scorpio man. You, you are a Scorpio still you man. And that's definitely intense. Anything that you want to achieve, that you want to reach, you are very serious about it and you can totally like 100% or 180 degree change into something new, into something else. It's like you're like a snake skin all the time. Right now in your, in your pace, you change your skin. You stop. You have decided to stop doing something like marijuana and then you it creates a state of like higher level of awareness of awareness and you're still trying to 
yeah, you're still trying to keep digging deeper about your own self. Like it's 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 a it's a journey to dig deeper about uh, to understand your own core, right? That is the soul journey. So it's like peeling back layers of an onion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's related, you know. Even though I'm a female, I don't know why I always relate resonated to sunrise philosophy, just like how I mentioned with to you before. And each time I go through these phases, like soul journey, or like shattering these old layers of mine into new layers. It's like I'm a samurai, like that samurai jack animation, going through <laughs> levels of challenges like to defeat myself first, the first enemy that I need to defeat, that I need to to make control or take over myself. Like I'm scared of myself, but I could, like I could sense what kind of things that I could capable of doing. And that's scary if I'm not defeating that, that primitive instinct within. I couldn't defeat the enemies outside myself. But that's always what I always think about. And this resonates to what you're uh, facing. Like you're trying to control yourself from your old ha habits or well, I do see that you're more consistent as a person. Like you're doing workouts, you're, you're working. You're doing a great job, actually. Like you, you're doing jiu-jitsu, right? Martial arts. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Workout and punching that. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good thing. So as for me, you know, like maybe we both, in the culture, saying uh, Phil is the same thing. It's like we are like a, a warrior, or like a, a like a how do you call this? Yeah, like a samurai or like a vagabond, trying sharpening his skills as a as a, like as a warrior, as a person as a human being as a man or a woman but you're sharpening your own sword in the dark and you're trying to sharpen your senses you're trying to sharpen your physic physical uh strength you're trying to, to strengthening your subconscious mind and spirituality everything into one and and that's that's a spiritual journey and it's it's very nice to to notice this and and how it's also related to your dreams like you were having this visualization of of connecting to your other sides yeah it it it's actually it's your personal transformation actually and yeah can you please tell me would be like what are the things what are other things that you felt regarding this dream yeah i can i can extrapolate on that it so 
to kind of piggyback off of what I was saying earlier about the dream. Um, like I said, I was visiting different portions, different areas of myself, different systems, different chakra levels, different emotional states, but they were all intertwined. Um, I want to say like that the seven chakras for me represented like seven continents within myself. And each one, like I said, was just a different culture of organisms and organ systems. And it really was a as a below, uh, yeah, as above, so below. Yeah, um, exactly. So another thing with that too, that I wanted to mention was, and it, it tied back into what you mentioned about the inner citadel and being the king of my own kingdom. And, and it kind of tied into my name, Exalted King. It was like, yeah, yeah it, it, it's not coincidence. This is synchronized. Yeah, exactly. It's very the, the whole experience felt very synchronistic. It that nothing, none, none of it, not one aspect of it felt as, yeah. as if it was coincidental. And the thing that I got in regards to what I've been putting into my body, yeah. be it music, but more specifically, like the vitamins and nutrients, mm. specifically good. specifically with the vitamins, the vitamins and nutrients, I realized that I was in a nasty cynical cycle when I was consuming a lot of marijuana. It would put me in this cycle of in regards to my body and nutrition, mm. it would put me yeah. in a cycle of wanting to overeat, but overeat the wrong things, and then have that play a negative. Understandable. It, it, it ended up being like a negative result on how I would feel, because what I was eating, I wasn't paying much attention to. I was conscious of what I was eating, but at the same time, I was overindulging, and that would mm. affect my mood. And... Hence, affecting my mood, I would want to smoke again to correct mm. my mood. But yeah, by yeah. smoking again, you see what I mean? It just put me in this <laughs> yeah. nasty, repetitive cycle. Yeah, so it's, it's like that, hellish it's a cycle of hell. You keep mm -hmm. repeating something, consuming something, or doing the wrong thing. It's like a temporary satisfaction. You think you can get the exact... Uh, the exact formula to make you feel good, but that's just like a facade, but mm -hmm. like, or like placebo effect mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you thought that it could make you feel better, but it's better, but it's just a side, like, uh, and like, yeah, a, a temporary effect, like a sugar rush. Exactly. Uh, uh, it, it was a band aid effect to the T, definitely a band aid effect when. In all actuality, I needed to really sit down and have a surgical precision with what it was that was going on in my own psyche. So once I broke that pattern is when I started to really look into medical astrology and look at the specific vitamins and nutrients that I was Precisely. naturally deficient in by default. So like vitamin E, um, 
I have a Venus, like for example, I have a Venus, a Venus um Jupiter aspect that in my chart, yeah, people with that aspect are naturally prone to vitamin E deficiency. Um oh. and also prone to overindulge in niacin, which is another form of vitamin E. So then that's just an example of a specific area in my chart that I need to look into medically using medical astrology. So I really started really, really, really studying my chart heavily in that regards to the specific types of vitamins and nutrients I needed. And yeah, I'd I like feel like to I was, yes, I'll definitely send you some more information. I, I share some of it with Phoenix as well, but, um, that definitely felt like it was like a it it was my higher self pushing me in that direction once True. I broke that cycle of the marijuana use and the overeating and well I wasn't overeating I wasn't fat but I was eating the wrong things mm-hmm. and when I when I started piecing it all together with what I was eating and and like now I look at nutritional facts all the time. Like every time I eat something, I'm always looking at the nutritional facts. I just, I just can't yeah. help it at this point because I'm it's so true. conscious and I'm aware of like the negative, <laughs> the negative implications of if I don't look at it or if I ignore it, I know what could happen. And the difference <laughs> in how I feel is amazing. Like I never really t- took into consideration how much of an impact what it's I was eating was causing to my mood. A lot. You know, I have to tell you. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you about this. What makes me want to share this as well to you? Like, I'm not trying to be a freak of a, a freak of health. As you, as you know, I'm a Virgo Venus. Even though I am, like, trying to make sure that I'm healthy, I'm still, I'm still learning as well. I'm still trying to fix, uh, not trying to fix, I'm still trying to follow what I, I'm sharing to people. So what I've encountered, that it's connected to everything that you said before here. I learned from Jesus Christ as well. He said that uh, in the Bible first, he said that the key to, well, this is not fully how it's quoted in the Bible search, but Bible first, but he said that the key to get rid of these certain demons in your body, to to exercise this kind of demon, you need to pray and you need to fast, not eating. And I've I've read some articles and I've read some quotes that when you fast, it's related to how it will increase the power of manifestation. When, like, you will manifest a lot of things fast, easier when you fast and when you take control over what you eat, over what you consume physically or spiritually or, like, cognitively, like, you're absorbing from the universe in the correct way, not from, like, soda, not from bad news, but when you... It's like a meditation. That's why yoga, meditation, uh, people that teach us how to be mindful 
they actually want to direct us to this certain state where you are free from what's ruining you physically, spiritually, cognitively, psychologically, and everything is connected. When you are mindful of what you of what you are eating, like even fast, like Jesus Christ fast for 40 days. And in that moment when he was fasting, he was being tried by Satan three times. And there is a correlation, even exorcists, like Roman exorcists, they do fasting before they conduct those tiring exorcism for those who got possessed by demons. And, and it's a serious thing. And it's related to what I have mentioned as well. Demons, or in a, in a way, they will try to possess you through the stomach. I don't know which chakra that is. I'm not fully uh, knowledgeable in chakra points. But it's through the stomach. It's like, it's the chi. If based on Chinese uh, terms, the life energy, it's chi. It's through the, that stomach. And you know, in martial arts, even like how I see in Drusi, you take control of yourself by strengthening your chi energy first, your life force energy. And that's, and that's the, when it's the gut, uh, right? And the, the brain and the gut is connected to each other. And my reads a lot from articles, they always mention that most of the things that appear as a disease, disease it's actually a lot of it came from the gut system. Even how your mood, your cognition, your cognitive function, it starts from the gut. And the gut, the sensory, it's connected to the brain. Sometimes maybe you had migraines. It's coming from the gut. Everything coming from what you ate, from the health of your gut system. So, yeah, that's what I want to tell you. It's connected to each other. So when you can, when people can do fasting, you're control like you're uh, balancing your mood as well, and it's it helps you to practice not fully dependent on instinct as well, on like pleasure. You don't get easily influenced, like, yeah, you don't get easily affected by things. Even from Dr. Berg, Eric Berg, YouTube videos, I've learned that if you do fasting, your growth hormone increase by multiple times more than when you just, when you, when you were eating some healthy foods, but by doing fasting, that growth hormone is very important for your workouts as well. And it's, it's for, it's making you, uh, like, yeah, it's like increasing the regenerative system. I don't fully know how to say this. 
yeah yeah it's related to that so everything is connected on that's why you are instinctively following something it's from your higher self and even when you put your name it, before i remember you put you write your name as exiled king that's that's very resonating to your told hostelium and since we both are told hosteliums we're like exiled from this real world as if our real world is not from this world like how other people live like our existence our awareness oftentimes connected to something otherworldly or something divine i don't know if you feel this or not that's why yeah i don't know yeah that's why since we bought 12 hostelians and i've read that in, in tumblr people that have a lot of uh, that have a stellium focus in one house as for us it's 12 house okay continue we have to balance it by by doing things that uh, doing doing things from the opposite of the 12th house that is the sixth house mm-hmm. self-care routines health uh, work routines and being grounded physically grounded doing things that help us to be more conscious of our own real world here instead of flying or flying around somewhere else in our subconscious mind or imagination mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's inspiring and it's good that you do workouts maybe because of your Virgo Mars well I don't know your grounding but have Mars in 12th house too so that's why I need to ground myself with that six house things so yeah that's what I want to say everything yeah. is related yeah I, I, I wanted I wanted to touch on a couple of things you said but I, first I wanted to piggyback off what you said about the gut and system mm-hmm, and I, I, I want to say I know you said you couldn't pinpoint what chakra that was yeah. I want to say it's the sacral Sacral. I want to say it's the sacral. Say it's sacral. I want to say it's the sacral chakra, and to what Bruce Lee said about controlling and managing your chi, and even to what Christ said about fasting and just mm. watching what it is that we put in our body. I feel like an, a, another reason for that was to be conscious of what we put into our bodies because it does affect the rate of our blessings and it does affect the rate of how fast we manifest things because mm-hmm. in contrast, when you look at people or you look at people in situations where they have to eat a lot of junk food on a mm-hmm. regular basis and how it affects their overall state of being and their overall life, a lot of their manifestations are blocked. A lot of their blessings are blocked and it's a correlation between how they think and mm-hmm. how they respond to certain things around them 
they can't do it properly because their bodies are just so busy trying to process all the junk that they're consuming. So a lot of that energy gets spent up and they can't actively manifest as quickly as someone who who wasn't eating junk food or who was being very, very conscious of what it was that they were putting in their body. And i.e., for example, very good vitamins and minerals that are needed. So if you really think about it, someone who's consistently eating the correct vitamins and minerals and intake their and and they're fasting from certain things that they shouldn't be eating or certain drugs that they shouldn't be consuming. Mm-hmm. Their manifestations just come that much quicker because that they're able to cognitively yeah. their cognition is that much up to speed. And they can be in certain places at certain times and around certain people, yeah. places and things to actively get those things quicker to someone who isn't. Yeah. Um, it's like then, it's like mm-hmm. it's like when you consume too much synthetical drugs or those things that people like pharmacists provide you, oh, this is good for this and that, like antibiotics, if you consume a lot of those things, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that all those things that is being prescribed by doctors, if you have some sickness or something that you, you, should, you should consume those drugs that, is, that was being provi- prescribed, of course, you need that. But if you depend so much on these synthetical drugs, it's like you're shutting down your own... Uh, it's like they want to shut down your ability to reach that higher consciousness. You know? mm-hmm. like I, I only see people that keep doing drugs. They are being shut down. Their cognitive function, their awareness, even though, of, of course, they call maybe reach that this certain state of, oh yeah, I feel high, I feel, uh, I feel relaxed. Maybe that's just a, a place, placebo effect, but of course this is synthetic drugs, but it's mm-hmm. actually ruining you. And I've seen a lot of cases from Dr. Burke, uh, patients or the cases that from people that have cancerous disease, stage four cancer even, they followed what Dr. Burke, uh, su- uh, like not suggest, recommend, and they do fasting, like discipline fasting. And it's, it's really helping them, not feeling sluggish, not feeling like, not worsening the, can- the cancer cells even more, but it's actually reduced the, their cancer cells in their body through fasting. So yeah, like I I just I just instinctively felt this since years ago. Like I don't want to follow what crowd said. Oh, you have to drink this alcohol. It will it will make you relax. But for me, to make me relax is not through drinking alcohol, of course, or doing drugs. But I have to fix or correct something in my body in order for it to be naturally functioning. And it will relax me 
naturally. So, yeah, just like that medical astrology, it's really important if we connect to organic plants or organic organic food. A lot of alkaline forming foods and a lot of alkaline forming food groups that are just non-acidic in general. Um, Another thing that I like to study with medical astrology was the rulerships of vitamins and minerals. So like a lot of the specific vitamins and minerals that the sun rules, that the moon rules, especially for us being, you know, Scorpio dominance. Yeah, can you tell me about it? Yeah, so I I have it pulled up right now. So, like, for example, with Mars, a lot of rulers, well, the rulership of Mars with specific vitamins and minerals would be cobalt, chlorine, folic acid, iron. And, I mean, as you know, iron, that's in a lot of red meats. Um, Iron. Yeah. Vitamin B12, that's another one. Vitamin F, sodium, selenium, phosphorus, mm. molybdenum, and it, it goes on and on. So the predominant planets that have rulerships would be, of course, like I said, the sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, like I said. Mm. And another thing with Venus for me, for me in particular, is my Venus square Jupiter. Mm. How is it? I'm prone to vitamin E deficiency, so it's important for me to. And as of as of lately, as of discovering this, I've really mm. bumped up my vitamin E intake. So, and vitamin E, I didn't even know until I really started to study medical astrology. Niacin is another form of vitamin E, and that's in like a lot of energy drinks. Niacin? Um, yeah, niacin. It's a form of vitamin E. I didn't know that. And then Mars. I have a I have a hard Mars Pluto aspect, and with that aspect, I can kind of read you a little quote on that. Okay. Whenever. Whenever Pluto is in hard aspect, there is a potential for glandular malfunction. Mars in hard aspect, mm -hmm. glandular malfunction. Mars in hard aspect with Pluto indicates possible problems with the adrenal glands. Wow, that's true. Especially if Mars is in Aries, the adrenals may be hyperactive, you know, obviously. Exactly. With an accompanying hard aspect from Saturn, the adrenals may atrophy, resulting in Addison's disease. Severe Mm -hmm. stress on the adrenal glands may create sugar problems such as hypoglycemia, disorders of the endocrine glands may also occur because of an overabundance. Of sodium caused by exhausted adrenal glands. If Pluto is in Cancer, the posterior pituitary glands may be hyperfunctioning. And if Mars is conjunct Pluto in a man's chart, 
prostate problems may take place in later life. So, oh. as you can see, like, yeah, so like you said, everything is connected. I have Mars square Pluto. So, oh. it's like, I, I, I'm really like, and a lot of these things, especially with, with me being a Scorpio dominant, a lot of these things, a lot of these negative side effects, if I if I don't catch them early on, like how I am now, they'll start to really play out as I get older because my body is so, you know, hell-bent on just keeping me up, up to date and up going because I'm young. It's only yeah. because I'm so young, but it's very important that I'm conscious and aware of what's going on and the possible exactly. ramifications that could happen down the road if I don't catch it now. So it all ties back into what I, what I was saying as far as everything not being coincidental and me coming into awareness of all this around this time in my life. And then, like you were telling me before, my Saturn return coming up, you yeah. know, when I hit 29. 27 yeah. will be start. You're oh, 96. Yeah, yeah, around like 27, 28, 29. It will be like a gradual process of feeling. So, like, you will start to feel that Saturnian theme. Since you're 96, well, I, I noticed this in my cousin who is, nine, who is born in 96 and encountering started to encountering some inhibition but please do remind me your saturn is in aquarius or is in pisces oh no aries aries yeah aries. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah let's continue how would you feel about that like yeah it's a preparation you really need you really need to be conscious of everything because if not You don't fully know how our body will react, how it will show itself as a, like when we are stressed and especially when we are under the Saturn return, just like how I encountered back then, well, it, it was intense. It, I, was, I was sick back then when I was in my Saturn return and but. I tried to be patient since I have Saturn in Aquarius. I have different challenges than you. Uh, more, yeah, different challenges from you. You have Saturn in Aries. Maybe you can explain what kind of struggles that you probably might have to face in regards to this. Um, definitely family and um. Saturn, my Saturn is in Aries and the fourth house. Yes, the fourth house. Oh. So definitely, definitely family um, and boundaries surrounding family and not rushing into, not rushing into. I want to say what I can really hypothesize about it so far mm. and from my experiences so far would be to not rush into 
establishing my own family without having the proper boundaries in place. And yeah. not not just boundaries, but just like guidelines and and what's the word I'm looking for? Um Just, just having certain guidelines, boundaries, mm-hmm. and expectations. That's the word I'm looking for. Expectations surrounding family. Mm-hmm. I feel like as of lately, I've been kind of focused on establishing my own family, and yeah. and kind of like setting up my own lineage. But with recent events, I realized that it's important for me to have correct boundaries in place first and have my expectations tempered and not rush out there to get established. I I do understand that. Saturn, when you have your Saturn return, the Saturn energy, this God Saturn, wants you to be very patient at a very, very slow pace. Aries Saturn. I noticed that maybe Aries just wants to keep being able, like not keep being impulsive. It's like an impulsive energy. You really want to shift things fast. You want to do things fast because you know how to get it, what to, which to get, in which way to get it. But this, Saturn, this Capricorn energy, wants you to just very slow. And instead of doing something, conducting something, you just have to stay still. And like, like, yeah, like, like how I mentioned before, like just like a samurai is sharpening his sword, silently, just resting, just sitting, and just patiently wait for something to come up after your Saturn returns because patient in your Saturn return, you will reap what you sow sow, and you will get the reward after that Saturn return. Maybe like, yeah, well, around 30 years old. And after that, I remember Phonix said, this Saturn return will take an effect for the person around five years. And after that five years, you will reap what you sow. You will be given a reward from the Saturn energy. Because Saturn wants to wants you to strictly be practical of what, of what you want to achieve. It will break down everything from what you've been doing when you were younger. So you could be a more refined adult when you were when you are going to be thirty later. I can see that. Yeah. I definitely can see it's that. A, it's deep. Even for me, I have encountered a lot of delays, sickness, inhibitions, and even for me it's financial system. Since it's it's in my second house, it's extreme <laughs> uh exalt. And it, yeah, when I, when it was Saturn return for me, my mother died. 
and the, when my mother died, it was very intense for me. I don't know if I have mentioned you to you before, but I drove my own dead mother by myself with my big sister and uh, a caretaker, just three of us with my dead mother on, on the back of my car. There is no ambulance because my mother died at home and it was like 3 a.m. we started to go to the, the hospital. He, she's already dead and that was very transforming for me. It was in my Saturn return. So, yeah, I just hope that you could be patient when you're encountering the Saturn return. I don't know if it's, it's it, I don't know how each people will return. But since I have a lot of Capricorn and fear in, in me, it helps me to be to stay grounded because I'm, I already have that grounding energy, earth energy. You know, for other people, uh, energy, maybe air or air element, it will be a different challenge for them. And also for you, it will be very different as well. So, yeah. I'm curious myself because I have a lot of, I have a lot of outer planets in my second house. I have I yeah, just Uranus. like me. Yeah, I, the only the only outer planet I don't have in there is Saturn, but I have Uranus, Neptune, and Jupiter in the second house, in Capricorn. So Capricorn is in my second house. Jupiter in your second house. It's very it, it expand the the theme or. In, you know, having Capricorn in second house, it means that we are naturally born as a businessman. We just naturally, instinctively know how to uh, consciously be aware of financial system. But having Uranus and Neptune in my second house, I don't know if it's if it's if it's like this for you, but for me, it's like up and down financial condition. Like. Yeah. Uranus <laughs> changeable, unpredictable, and Neptune loves to be ch like do charity work or just be a giver. Like, oh, this be this person needs my help, then boom, suddenly gone. <laughs> but the good thing is you have Jupiter in second house, though, so maybe it balance the, the financial system. But this is yeah. I'm really curious to see how, especially in regards to my second house, how my money and values are kind of tweaked since yeah. I haven't, well, since I, like I said, since I've let go of having certain things on my priority list. Um, I, I used to remember, you know, like smoking used to be at the top of my priority list because it acted as a band-aid to keep me calm and it acted as a placebo to kind of like numb me from certain sensations and people around me. So now that I'm a lot more level-headed and more conscious of what it is that I'm putting into my body and 
So I'm really curious because as of lately, I like financially, I I, got, I have two jobs right now. Um, that's that's cool. As opposed to like like three months ago, I was I I think I told you I was unemployed. That mm-hmm. now, now I have two jobs and I had I got a car in less than that's a month. Awesome. I got oh. yeah, like everything like. When when you said what you said about what Christ mentioned as far as fasting, yeah, fasting and, and manifestation, like I totally understand. I I totally get it. Um, mm. so I'm very very just curious about this. Curious, yeah, as far as how far I can well, take it. <clears throat> I don't. Well, I want to humbly say that I'm not fully knowledgeable in details about astrology, not like other people, and hopefully people that will that will hear this podcast, me and you talking about this, uh, pardon me if it's not correct, but I just sense this intuitively. Um, I don't know how, but for 12 Hostelium, for us, you know, you remember, right, the ones that I, the, the post that I sent you like a few months, a few years ago, it's about uh, least resistant. But if a 12 house tell you encounter suffering and pain or something traumatizing in their life, and if they accept it and let it be and just let, let go and let God, they... We're being given blessings, like abundance afterwards. Like you were being put in a very extreme low, like falling down, like crushing down, like falling apart totally. But then afterwards you were being given a reward or like blessing or suddenly the universe support you in a way that you didn't realize it before. Or maybe you already set up your good will, your good intention, and you would be given a blessing afterwards. Just how you mentioned three months ago, you are unemployed, or maybe I don't know when you encountered some relationship problems and it was intense and you thought that you could continue, like you could build build life from there, but then it, it shattered. And then afterwards you can start yourself in another way, in another form. And it's much better. You didn't expect that. And you change. And that's often happened for Tolk Australian, but of course it it happened to everybody. But I just sense it <clears throat> Tolk House let like you let go of this materialistic uh, wishes. So, and also you have Capricorn in the second house, second house representing self-worth, self-esteem, the definition of how you value yourself, how you uh, create your, yeah, your inner value, how you carry your life, how you, since, 
second house that's related to Taurus. Taurus is uh, it's physics security, right? It could be a security uh, financially or physically or a security of like your sense of worth, your self-worth, your self-esteem, your self-value. And yeah, so, sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so is this... <laughs> Sorry. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I was trying to say is that since you're curious, uh, well, you're curious about how, how you have to maintain your financial system or what exactly do you mean? Okay. So I could answer it more clearly because when you mentioned the second house, it reminds me of my Saturn in second house and North Nose in second house. My North Nose core, like my life purpose is to to be control to control the, this second house scene. But yeah, please do tell me. Well, you have okay. to, second house Italian as well, just like me too. It's external. Planets. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I, I I was always curious about that stellium and whether or not I should consider it a stellium or not. But I I guess I could. I could. But one thing I was going to say about the second house in Capricorn and what I meant by that to kind of extrapolate a little bit more on it. Well, first and foremost, I wanted to say with the current retrogrades going on right now. Oh, yeah. So. Pluto is in retrograde. Pluto. Retrograde. Saturn retrograde. And Saturn, yeah, both Pluto and Saturn are in retrograde. So with Pluto, Pluto, that would be transformations. And since it's in Capricorn, that would be structure. Mm-hmm. And Saturn, that's boundaries in Aquarius, and that's progress. So Pluto, transformation in Capricorn, structure, Saturn, boundaries in Aquarius, and progress. And that really, I feel like, applies to both of us, especially with with your Saturn yeah. and Aquarius, right? Yeah. And so, Even though the Aquarius is, is in third house, but it's placed in my second house. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I feel like with, with like, it's not is this obviously it's not a coincidence, especially with what I just read and what, what is I it that say. It definitely for me, definitely I've definitely been seeing a lot of transformations in my value system when it comes to my Capricorn second house. Big, big transformations and what I value and what I prioritize, as you can see. Um and just maintaining that consistency and discipline within those newly constructed value, the newly constructed value hierarchy that I have created for myself, mm-hmm. just maintaining it like it's a building or just maintaining it like it's a project that I'm working on consistently, like just complete and utter devotion to it because I know and I'm completely aware of the ramifications of not sustaining it. And what I'm curious about is 
just the little tidbits of good manifestation that I've seen from it from just the short amount of time. What I meant by that, what I said was, I'm curious about the long-term manifestations that can be extracted from just this constant, consistent dedication and discipline to the newly constructed mm. forms that I've, that I've developed for myself. And another thing that I want to tie that into is what we were talking about earlier with manifestation and and eating and vitamins and just consumption of things all together regardless of if it's just vitamins but you know the different music and places that we're surrounded by what I was going to say was um basically how tying in all those things together really really shows me it gives me a glimpse of like the long-term manifestation that I could possibly get and I know that as much as I think about and imagine the best case scenario just off of what I've been seeing in just this short amount of time is nothing compared to what is is it is nothing compared to what's possibly in store for me like it's, I could imagine it being 10 times better than the best thing that I could imagine right mm -hmm. now, if that makes sense. Like, whatever I could imagine right now being the best case scenario, I know in the back of my head, it's going to be even better than that. So that's what acts as like an active catalyst for me every day to just keep pushing and striving forward. And it ties back into the dream that I had. That's what I was going to say. The dream mm -hmm. that, yeah, it's okay for me to separate or it's it's okay for me to extrapolate certain information from certain people and certain sources. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, my own, I have to be able to separate the wheat from the trap, the wheat from the chaff too, obviously. But at the end of the day, yeah. What's gonna what's gonna push me forward is knowing myself and being able to eat the right things in order for me to better know myself. Like it's like a video game within myself, like certain stages and areas yeah. and characters and gifts so can unlock. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like you love what I eat. Basically yeah. what you you do, it's like leveling up your skills, your your talents, like unlocking your new skills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. That's how we live our life. Exactly. And I love Sonic, like Sonic the Hedgehog games. Just as a disclaimer, I love Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> and I feel like I each see level. Hmm? I, could, I could see that because you used sometimes post sonic hedgehogs and i think that's your archetype maybe it's something needing from the the game the activity and how it's uh, uh, the game systems uh show itself like that maybe the leveling leveling up system and something that you learn from it it's it's archetypal it's all for me though everything that makes you feel 
oh, I like Sonic Hedgehogs. It, it, it's resonated to your soul, your, your psyche. It's helping symbolically to help you grow, develop. So maybe you can explain kind of what exactly from that game that you like, maybe the character. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I could. I could. Yeah, um, the, the, the biggest thing that stands out to me is the seven chaos emeralds and the seven chakras. And once oh. you obtain all seven chaos emeralds, I, I, I correlate that with being able to articulate and balance all several chakras and reach that new level of awareness. So as where he hits or where he goes supersonic. Whoa. It's like, don't, you see what I'm saying? So it's very, yeah, yeah. very archetypal, um, especially with how I've been feeling lately and just being consciously aware of all seven chakras and balancing them out in my waking life. And especially, and I love to run too. I, I love running. Like I run at least exactly. two, three times out of the week, a couple <laughs> miles. <laughs> so, Patient horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> and then I, I like to tie that into our like my Sagittarius um rising too <laughs> with the centaur yeah and just running just being active and and I don't know if you're too familiar with the characters but Sonic is there's this there's this anti-hero in the series called Shadow the Hedgehog and oh, he's like he's He's literally Sonic's shadow, like his shadow self. Like in every way, he he contradicts Sonic's character. So, well, I like that concept already. Yeah, between <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog and then Shadow the Hedgehog. His name is literally Shadow the Hedgehog. He he wasn't born. He was created in the lab in space, mm -hmm. where Sonic was born on the actual planet. But Sonic's an extraterrestrial. He's not from Earth. And then... Oh, then this is the storyline of the game, right? Sorry. Yeah, this this is the game. Yeah, this this these are all just core 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 concepts of the game, core character developments in the game. Mm -hmm. The three characters that I like the most would be Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog, Shadow the Hedgehog, and then there's a third hedgehog named Silver. Silver the it, Hedgehog is it's from part the of future. Him. Oh, okay, okay. Now I see what you meant. It's really connected to, yeah, yeah, I get it. So he's from the future. Mm hmm. Yeah, and it, it's super archetypal. So, Silver the Hedgehog is from the future. And I feel like, in a way, he represents for me, like. Your higher self. Yeah, Somehow. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I kind of, I kind of, he kind of symbolizes a lot of what I felt in that dream as far as that character that was doing that ride along with me. Mm. Just a, another version of myself, but from the future, kind of hinting me at giving me hints and pointers in the right direction. Like, look, this is what uh, could be. This is instead of the shadow. That's trying to uh, sabotage you. Mm -hmm. Maybe in the dream, it's your higher self talking to you through the subconscious. Mm, 
I hadn't thought about it till that just now. That's interesting. Yeah. You no, know, when we be silent as a tone hostilities, our higher self to us somehow. I don't know if it's it, how it how it is for you, but for me as a it's always like that. If I just shut down my ego and just shut up, <laughs> I listen to something inside me. It's the higher self talking. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I get it. I'm I'm the same way. Well, I won't say the same way, but I'm very. For me, it's very similar. Like for example, just now, earlier when we were talking about the Saturn. The Saturn return, literally three seconds before you mentioned 30 and turning 30 years old, Yeah, I had just happened to glimpse at this. I had a, I I have a bottle of pre-workout right next to me and it says 30 servings. Oh my I, God. I glimpsed at it and I, I did I wanted to say something, but I was like, nah, I'm just I'm not gonna say anything. Wait, no, since no, you brought it up. <laughs> because I don't know if you if you experience this often, but I often experience this with some people. Like when I share something out of nowhere, they just felt, oh, okay, this is exactly the same thing that I I've been thinking about, Lisa. You sent me in the correct time, and I didn't know that. And did you remember when you were trying to ask me something, you asked me in, through DM, like Instagram DM, and then I didn't know what you were asking because you you haven't replied to me before. I was asking you, okay, what's up, bro? And then I just suddenly, I don't know, I just suddenly sent you something, a post about related to uh, business branding <laughs> and, and you said to me oh this, this is how it is we're 12 of steps selling we're psychic we just know something even without <laughs> other people telling that's yeah. exactly what i was trying to ask that's what you said i'm not trying to boast myself here but it's kind of pretty creepy because it's often happened like this kind i understand of, i understand yeah. I, I'm- it, it, it's very similar for me too and it, it doesn't come off as boasting because it's very subtle and it's not something yeah. that we can completely control either so it's yeah. really humbling it's really humbling in that sense too because it's so here and there and yeah. spotty um, yeah. but I feel like the more in tune we are with ourselves and what's going on around us mm-hmm. the more clearly they come and the more exactly. active we are and able to like really just pinpoint them in real time. This is Mercury in 12th house. We are like susceptible to divine message if we just uh, just uh, not doing anything and just connect to something like we volume down the ego and our overthinking mind. We just know something even without us knowing those things. It just, yeah, it's like a messenger, a God's messenger somehow or something. We just know something out of nowhere and we just do what, what 
from that message. I hope mm-hmm. you, you understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. I understand. It's not like that. But, uh, uh, brother, I want to ask you, it, besides all of this happening, have you ever like encountered some extremities that you're not in control of your instinct that you probably might get in being, being imprisoned by your own consciousness, but by yourself undoing in a way. I don't know how, but this is often what I felt. And maybe it's caused by something else, but I always sense this related to our Mars aspect in Pluto. You have it in square. I have it in conjunction. Mars conjunction Pluto in Scorpio in 12th house. And I don't know if this happened to every Scorpio in 12th house person, but I always feel like there's some parts of me, my shadow side, that is so reckless that I'm not, I'm still not in control of myself, that I'm scared of myself that I could cause some troubles for other people's life to a point that I'm, I will be in prison. And I'm scared if I, I sense this because I don't want this to happen. Have you ever encountered this kind of feeling or senses before? Because to be honest with you, let just I will, I will be transparent here. I just hit a car like a few days ago. And a few months before, I also hit two people with my car. And before those things happened, I felt as if I, my energy is so destructive that I need to be careful in the, at the road. <clears throat> and it happened. And it ruined in, uh, the front parts of the car. And, but fortunately, it was a rental car, so it was being covered up by the insurance, but I still need to pay some, some parts of it. But yeah, this is the only, it's, it's only one example of so many other things that sometimes my mind, the thoughts suddenly appear out of nowhere that is so dark, so scary that I have visions of how I, how I was being killed, like the vision of how I will be killed or had an accident. And I try to understand this from Pluto and 12th house. Maybe there's some, correl- there's some correlation from there, or maybe it, this is the Scorpio and 12th house. Since we have a lot of sun, we have a lot of Scorpio, but, and then it's also placed in 12th house. It's like every taboo things, every extreme things that is not in your control, that in your subconscious. Yeah, for me, it's scary for me. I I understand. I I feel like I, I feel like I understand where you're coming from. Um, from me, from my personal experience with my Mars and Virgo. The square. square, Square and my Pluto. Um, 
for me, it's more active aggression towards like people that I have to control mm-hmm. and irritation that comes from people getting in my way and people yeah. I feel like who aren't people who I just feel like are in my way. Um, yeah. So like I, I live, I'm, I'm currently saving up to get my own place and I'm, I'm, I'm renting or, you know, I'm paying rent mm-hmm. where I live. I'm living with a couple different people, um, family members through, mm-hmm. through marriage, you could say. Um, yeah. But yeah, for me, it's more so like I'm 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 really better off living by myself or at least like with a significant other because at the age I'm at now, I don't really like being too close with too many people. Yeah. And of course, twelve house tell you needs a long time. Doesn't yeah. mean that you, you want to spend all the time alone, but our energy absorbing other people's energy very fast, very easy. That's why, like, you really need your own uh, mention, lit- like, metaphorically or literally. Like, you're, you are, you're, you're a Dracula that you, you need your own mention. So it's understandable. Yeah, yeah exactly. Especially, you know, especially where I am now in my life, like, at this, at this chapter in my life, after having said everything I said about what I've been going through, mm-hmm. what I've been experiencing, when I'm around people who aren't conscious of themselves and who are still possessed by what it is that they're eating and consuming, it's very irritating to be around because it it kind of like reminds yeah. me of where, where, where I was. And yeah. To an extent, it does push me in the right direction because it reminds me of like, okay, well, that's where I could be. So it pushes me to not want to go there. But yeah. it's also very, very annoying. And with my Mars and Virgo, and like I said, with that with that square, I have to be really careful and I have to watch my thoughts and I have to really watch my actions. Especially yeah. now that I don't have the weed to Mm-mm. basically numb me down and kind of dumb mm-hmm. me down to it because that's what it was mm-hmm. doing for a while was like numbing it's me to the presence. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I had to I had to quickly find another replace. Well, I don't want to say replacement, but I had to quickly find something to mitigate that. Yeah, that wasn't the the marijuana because that that wasn't an option at that point. So between working out like I was saying earlier and mm. and doing these different things to keep me like physically exhausted yeah it's not you really know, an option for me at this point because like I, I could, if I, I could don't... give you insight I could give mm-hmm. you insight uh, potassium or well maybe you try you can try like read more or like watch from Dr. Berkey I get this message from him that it helps me reduce my anger, my anxiety, my depression. Yes, potassium from green veggies. So he he basically just normally said that if you consume enough greens, like healthy vegetables a day, it will 
calm or regulate your nervous system. It will regulate your stress. It will, it will help you reduce that impulse emotions of like feeling irritable, feeling frustrated, feeling stressed out. Even when you're being like, you have two jobs right now, so you also have to be conscious of your health, right? Not to be too tired or too consumed by the work. <clears throat> so he mentioned that if you have a lot of stress, it's because uh, lacking greens. Okay, of course, people will resort to find alcohol or drugs to numb them down, to stop them from being angry or trying to attack people. But that's just like only stopping you. It's like pausing your body rhythm in some ways. But if you really regulate it from like potassium or vitamin B12, B1, B6, and magnesium and zinc, it's, it regulates your emotions. Like you could tolerate, it could increase your tol tolerance yeah, to stress. That's what he said. Maybe if you have time, you could watch this section, yeah, his video about how to regulate stress, anxiety through nutrients. He, it helps me, as, at, at least for me, because my cognitive function and my depression, I had mild depression or like, yeah, and generalized anxiety disorder. Like I couldn't feel relaxed. I feel not, not steady, not stable. But since, since young, I don't want to uh, depend on drugs. But I have anxiety disorder, so how should I regulate that? I try to regulate that through at least enough potassium, through vegetables, green vegetables, and then consume vitamin B12, B1, selenium as well. Well, you can consume this from boiled eggs, like health boiled eggs. It has a lot of nutrients there, even vitamin E, vitamin A, yeah. So maybe you could try it, hopefully, even though maybe you don't like veggies, vegetables, but... Oh, like no, I, I do. What I'll do, what I was thinking about doing is, um, I don't know if you heard of Athletic Greens or, like, a lot of, um, you know, like, different supplements, because I, I like veggies. The, the but, cloth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so like to bridge to bridge a lot of those nutritional gaps, what I do is if I know I'm not gonna eat like 15 bananas in one day, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll don't, just replace don't. it. Yeah, but bananas has a lot of sugar in it, like fructose. So you could substitute it with potassium cake that comes from green vegetables. Maybe if you could try kale and mix it with olive oil, that will be good. Mm -hmm. another another um another supplement that i was trying i had been taking for a whole month to be honest was um yeah. on it it's this company called on it and they yeah. have they have a lot of different um 
vitamins and nutrients and and uh, and then, I, I actually posted it one day on my. I think I've uh, seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen yeah. It. I, I was I was taking those. I'm taking those every day still, like in combination with fish oils, mm. turmeric, krill oh. oil, mushroom, um, just a lot. But it, it's all. It's not random. I'm making sure that it's all like planned out and everything is calculated. Yeah. And like I said, going like, off of my, nice. mm-hmm, like even off of going off of my natal chart, like I don't know too many people with um a lot of. Um, I, I don't know too many people who are putting out a lot of content on this, so I'm kind of like experimenting with it myself. But really, just going off of what it is according to my chart based off of medical astrology i'm really mm. implementing into my diet so like i for, like i said with vitamin e um vitamin b12 vitamin d a lot of um vitamins that are ruled under the sun the moon mercury mm. like plants that are like really heavy in my chart Just that's really awesome at that yeah taking that into equation do you have you know I, uh do you, uh, yes, continue. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. Go ahead. What are you going to say? Do you have, have in mind maybe try to go donor your blood? It's very helpful. Yes. It's very good. At least I do understand, you know, like females, they have menstrual cycle. They could get rid of the, 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 the dirty blood, yeah. The so it's circulate through the menstrual cycle, but men cannot do that. And I guess it's very healthy when you like you donate your blood, your older blood that's already inside your body, and then after you donate it, you could like increase. Like it's like. Uh, recycling yourself through donating the blood and then when right now consume healthy food, healthy supplements, it's like regenerating or it's renewing the, the blood system in your in your body. I think it would be nice to try. Honestly, I never thought about it. I, and it's funny you said that because the other day I saw the blood bank in my area I literally just saw it I think that's I, the same <laughs> what so I, I, honestly it's I would cool. have to do a little bit more research into that yeah. I didn't even know I didn't know that as a man I had dirty blood just sitting around in my body like yeah I mean it Pardon me, I'm not a, a medical practitioner or medical specialist or doctor, but it's a that's the common knowledge that I know that it's the cycle of the blood circulation. You need to clear out your bloodstream, and maybe it really helps. Well, of course, when you want to donate the blood, you will be checked first by being injected and checked if you are valid, at least good enough to donate the blood. 
And what is your blood type again? I have, I have no idea, to be honest. Oh, maybe you could try uh, check to the clinic or to the doctor. It's It could help as well, you know, when you check the overall blood uh, test to see which nutrients that, that is lacking from that blood test. And also, Ooh. yeah, it's, it's helping you. And of course, if you know your own blood type, it could help you uh, do more deeper research onto the type of diet that is suitable for your blood type. For example, me, I have blood type O plus. It means that I need to consume a lot more protein than most other people that have not, that is not blood type O. My dietary will be like a like a caveman. Most of the times to have to need to eat protein. So, yeah, you could do more research on that and it's helping you to getting to know your own body deeper. Yeah, maybe I was being a little selfish before because when I was younger, my whole outlook on that was I'm not giving anybody my blood. I need oh. that to stay alive. <laughs> but now... <laughs> I've seen a lot of Scorpio men is like that. <laughs> like, I can't share my parts of my body to anyone. I don't trust anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I was yeah. like, uh... But nah, now that you put it, now that you, now that you put it like that and you mentioned that, it's still a little selfish for the reason why I'm doing it, but yeah. at least now I'd be killing two birds on one stone, and I could be helping somebody <laughs> and helping myself. So <laughs> I want to be part of the society too. Yeah, this I, I really feel fascinated by by not seeing this most of the times from Scorpio men, like all of you guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that. No. Not a chance. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That day. That was definitely me. But <laughs> yeah, I, I'll look into it, especially now that I know that there's one literally right next to where I'm living at right now. So I could just Ooh. call them. I think I might just call them today and schedule That's something. Awesome. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, cause I'm it, curious it, about it, what my blood type is too. True, true, true. Like blood type oh, you could donate to add to to every type of blood, to every blood type. Like me, blood type O, I could donate to blood type B, blood type A, blood type AB, but I could not donate my blood to blood type O minus. Blood type O minus is the most rare type of blood because this blood type uh, O minus, it's, uh, they could donate to everyone, including the blood type O and any other, but they only they could only receive a donate blood donation from another blood type O. My, so mm. they are the most rare. I am blood type O, so I could donate to A, B, B, and A, and O. Yeah, I know no, not O minus, and even to fellow O as well. That would be really interesting if I was <clears throat> O minus. Yeah. It's it's nice because like in my place here, after you donate your blood, it's like you will you will be given like a like a symbol thing, and you, like there's like a a, a small card uh, or a small book, and they will reward you. Thank you for your donation. You're like a, a hero, 
and they will take like like take not take your data. I mean, I mean, it's to show that you have doing you have been you have been contributing in a good way for other people. And then after you will be after you donate your blood, you will be given food. Well, I don't know what kind of food that they will give you there. But here, uh, they will give us one boiled egg and milk. And yeah. I think they'll give me money too. Really? That's nice. Hopefully, yeah. A boiled egg yeah. would be nice too. That's a lot of food. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's healthy because I noticed this from my from like colleague of mine. He's an Aries. He likes to do things like this, like contributing to people. Yeah, I could see that, like a warrior, like a soldier who, who wants to. Do good for other people, like an areas, a good areas. He keeps doing this diligently, and it reminds me of my grandmother, who is also an Venus areas woman. He was very diligent; like he collects all these uh, cards, and he, he, she, she had done this numerous times, and it's actually good because it recycles your blood. After you've given all your old blood, you recycle yourself through what you ate. It will correct, like yeah, regenerate, or it's it's creating new a new yeah new bodies, new healthier insides. I'm sorry, <laughs> my English. Yeah, at least. That's what I why I noticed from my grandmother, my co-work work colleague. The yeah. But look, I we we are almost two hours now. Yeah. We can wrap it up from here. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. This so, is awesome. Yeah. This is way. I feel like this is better than the first one we did. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I know. Sometimes I'm a projector based on human design. And sometimes I, I, I do understand my strategy is to wait for an invitation. Just for example, like you, you invite me to do this podcast and I will gladly uh, give some of my insights. And my role as a projector is to guide or give through what I learned, and if you could learn as well strategy of your human design, design, you also talk about chakras too, like yeah. certain points that is active in your body. For example, me, I have a splenic authority. So the, the chakra that is refined in me, it's, it's related to the splenic, uh, my intuition. So I need to keep following my instinct because this instinct only uh, only tells me one time. If I feel there's a danger, 
I need to follow that instinct. If not, I'm out of alignment with my own splenic authority. It's very deep and maybe it's connected to the medical astrology that you are, you know, you have been reading. So, yeah, yeah, maybe you're a generator. I, I guess. am. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm a generator. Yeah, I, I've been, I have been looking into mine as well. Yeah, I'm gonna keep studying it and see if yeah. I can correlate anything with medical astrology into it. True, your strategy is to respond, and you will receive more abundance when you respond to people. Well, as for me, as projector, I just have to wait. I couldn't give information out of nowhere to anybody that when I was, I'm not being invited or they don't want to, they don't ask for me to give insight. I don't need to give them insight. But if they invite me, I will give insight. That's my strategy. <laughs> so and with you in particular, I, I respect your time and I respect you. So I try to give you oh. like a lot of time in between. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I, I I don't want to I don't want to seem like I'm draining you too much. So I like to give you a lot of time in between before I act. You know, yeah, you do something like this, just out of respect. Yeah, it, well, it's okay for me because I'm a direct person. If I say, oh, not right now, I will say it right away. You know, I have Sagittarius Mercury. I tend to be blunt, in a way. <laughs> so, <laughs> and sometimes talk. Yeah, the, philosophically talking about things, but then I can talk very randomly. Yeah, and yeah, and can be blunt sometimes. So it's okay. So gotcha. yeah, thank you for the chance, and hopefully. There could be some other time that maybe I could share some other things, but yeah, it's already enough now. Uh, so thank you for your insights as well, your information. Absolutely, anytime. <laughs> so yeah, have a good, have a good morning there. Yeah, in yes. your place. And you have a good night. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. No problem. Remember, you're the king, the salted king. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Bye.